Hey everybody, I'm Reed. I'm Andy. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> and Mr. Does one of us have a bad <laughs> That should be the intro. I like it. And this is creating Ramel the Hell. <laughs> Oh man. So we we are creating Ramel the Hell. We've like uh well, I should say so far it's been mostly Andy. I mean, we're building we're building on the support structure that you've created over time. Um the story the story that you've written so far and the the world bible that kind of gives us a bunch of Wikipedia like knowledge of the universe of Ramel and uh and yeah, you opened this project up, invited uh, myself and Mr. Hunt as collaborators, either in the development or the creation of uh, different aspects of it. And uh, yeah, I've I've been writing some music for it uh, and having fun thinking about the world and just kind of the music as representative of the world. And uh, one thing, that I was kind of, it was really fun for me to do. And it wasn't like super difficult, but it was something that I did recently was create the intro music for the podcast, which, you know, hopefully it it is representative of the world, but it's, you know, bite-sized form. It's like 15 seconds long. You heard it when you like started listening to the podcast and you guys feel that it fits the world also? I, I do, yes. Is that is that uh, Nine Inch Nails piano-y enough? Or do I need to go further and be a little bit more destructive with that I sound? I think for the podcast intro, it's totally fine. I think that once you get into some of the really dark themes of the story itself, um, definitely deep dive into Trent Reznor land. Oh, yeah. Some of that... But, uh, destruction in there yeah yeah and i'm yeah you know what i mean by that i'm not trying to suggest that you need to mimic anything but that's more in terms of the, the mood and spirit um but i think for the podcast intro it's great um because what we're talking about is still it's a mix of the story and the mood itself but it's not you know the podcast the podcast itself us getting together it's very positive still yeah and not like we need to reenact the dark story right here right yeah because we're not like hopefully we're you know our mindset is not necessarily that all the time <laughs> but i know it came from that place to to create a lot of the initial um story for you and uh, yeah, just trying to help represent that with the music. 
But uh, yeah, as an update, I think we've got a couple, like three different um, pieces started construction music-wise. Um, but like, do you guys have any thoughts or like um, anything music-wise that, that we need to update on? <laughs> as people listen to this podcast and, you know, maybe have been listening for up to eight weeks already or... You know, maybe this is the first episode they're hearing. <laughs> I, it's um, I don't really know that I have an update for that. Um, I know we've been talking about inspiration. I know it's hard to to just lean on inspiration and sounds like for for all this or looks like, but uh, kind of is necessary in some ways at this stage. Yeah. Um, especially when describing it with audio only. Sure. Um, so I, I wrote that little thing, the podcast intro, and you came up with a thumbnail for it. Um, so we're going to move swiftly away from music and into a little bit of uh, art and world. But uh, can you tell us a little bit about what inspired the the podcast thumbnail which you know just like the music is just a small little bit of ramel i would say that that was um well there's some context when when creating a thumbnail for a podcast there's uh there's some logistical needs that go beyond just what the theme is about. I mean, you want to translate the theme, you want to translate what the story's about, what the podcast is and, and all that. But also, you know, it's got to be fairly st straightforward with the title on it. There's certain rules that apply, you know, the text, it doesn't matter that text is really small. This superfluous smaller text is not going to be kind of legible mm -hmm. or even visible. <laughs> um so that's so there's that and then um there's a there's a little bit of, there's definitely an art to small images that uh, translate what it is you're getting because it sort of evolved from you look at apps in the app store especially when you look at games is a really great example because you, you want to be able to know what it is from a from a quick glance and that's sort of rules that have been established um but i think the the word creating shows that it's not a, a fictional story it's more of a documentary approach like a discussion or an interview yeah. um so then you rely on the other parts of that image which is color and shapes and um I had, I had suggested. I we had talked about this as we were making it. Um, that this is getting a little bit broad, and I'm not trying to make rules for anyone to felt like a, as if I'm the, the expert or anything. But like they say that the bottom right of the image is not good to stay away from putting stuff on the bottom right because your eye doesn't go there. So I centered it, but I centered it off to the right so it can be visually dynamic so it can also give space to the sketch of the map diagram that diagram is sort of like a basic and you 
um, listeners will see this eventually, or maybe they've already seen it. Um, the the map is kind of an icon of the cities the, itself, the city itself that's made up of like an X um, with four points. It's basically the premise of of the map, and that 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 goes into the the theme being very map focused in terms of design and aesthetics and yeah. story. You know, the city and the map of the city and and where you are is as much a character as anything else. But it's a very dark story, so that we use black, we use black as a basic background with the yellow and white making the text stand out. So it's a little bit more of a bold. Um, the sketch of the of the diagram itself is loose and and sketchy, for lack of a better word. So that implies that it's a work in progress, but also implies the theme of of being very rough and not super polished. And then the scratchy background with light leaks and the you know, so it's not just flat and clean. It's very minimal and maybe aged, but not not too um not too complex yeah i i uh i really like i really like it like um you know i know we talk a lot about kind of influences from where the story came from and you know kind of uh reference music for the 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 music that's going to populate this uh project and uh, looking at the thumbnail, you know, the dis- the distress on the background really makes me feel that like music distress that that we're going to go after, and and you know, just like even though something might be there, there's like in it, musically, if I were to represent a character with a piano chances are that piano is not just straightforward. Like there's something that's <clears throat> either making the the pitch not be centered exactly, or maybe there's some distortion that's keeping it from being just a pure pristine thing because I feel like <clears throat> this world could be represented greatly by nothing being absolutely right or perfect like there's always some kind of distortion there you know we're never looking through clear clear glass it's always like a little warped or warbled because it's you know older it's pitted or you know it feels like this is a good representation of that and uh you know looking at the map that you made there's to to me it feels like a few different things like I see audio waves in, in here, like, you know, when you've got the four points on the corners and the the buttresses like coming out from there, like that has an audio sense to me just <laughs> from my background probably. But I also think like looking at it from a height, like from above, it almost feels like crop circle-y too. And I don't know if like any of that was intended, but can you like talk about the maybe the four points and the half circles coming out of them. And like, what do those represent in the world or what, what are they in the world? Well, it's interesting that you brought up sound and I, and I, and sound, especially music was uh, very important in how to, 
how the story gets created in my head like you know i listening to music basically is the simplest way to say it like it's not just a matter of keeping me entertained while i write it's like it's actually guiding and dictating what comes out so you know downward spiral was one of the biggest and this and this is probably a direct um it, it is a direct uh inspiration from that that kind of scratchy um mm -hmm. and i'm blanking on the artist's name um anyway but so the diagram so the one of the central themes of the of the story is recorded transmissions and and transmissions being broadcast and that kind of thing mm. um so there's definitely that very audio based which this is all part of why i'm so excited to kind of like have <laughs> music be involved in because it, it's music and sound are are pivotal and in some ways they could tell the story better than visuals yeah um you know the nuances yeah. are going to be um so i i had this was a little bit more of an intuitive thing to kind of come up with the the sound waves i don't don't really the crop circle idea is interesting i didn't i like I like that you said that because I know that I, you know, we had wanted something that was visually striking and and mysterious too. So it is a sketch, but when you look at that, nobody knows what it is. It's not like a big brand yet, or maybe it never would be like, like um, like whatever other, you know, you look at the maybe the Game of Thrones houses. Those diagrams are very known now, but this hopefully will be lead have some air of mystery um so like a crop circle you kind of like want to know where where it comes from it seems yeah. very ancient really uh hitting at you know how it hit me i i, I do i thought of like the nazca lines in peru that was kind of like you know one of my first things that i thought but you know one of the exciting things about you know being a fly on the wall in this project is that both of you for that matter have this ability to tap into the collective consciousness and make things create things that that you feel as if they're already there and that they're meant to be mm. it's hard to kind of put into words the feeling i get when i look at andy's art or i listen to reed's music because it's really incredible and it's, and it's really like it was always there and you guys are tapping into something very visceral and uh you know and it's just amazing to hear all the thought and the passion that goes into a, a fucking thumbnail Excuse me. <laughs> it does, and, and and to have it come out so perfect. Like I've been, uh, you know, living with that thumbnail my whole life. Like it really, it just immediately. You know, uh, <laughs> like one actual thumbnail. But just kidding. Um, but it's really, and that's the same thing with like Reed's music. Just that little snippet, just your little intro. It's like wow, and just that speaks to me. It makes sense. I feel like I, you know, one listener, I'm there. Yeah, and it's, uh, you know, it's just like this sense of anticipation and excitement of, of the larger project, and to think about all all the thought, and the artistry, and the passion that goes into a little thumbnail and a little intro piece. It's just like you know, if that's any representation of how exciting this project is going to be, I, I'm like, I'm I'm gonna pop. Yeah, <laughs> me too. I, I'm ready to pop. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wanted to add, since, since Mr. Haunt brought up this, it kind of maybe reminded me or maybe really emphasized how 
minimal you know we talked about maybe what the format would have been i think in another recording we uh, i was asked what i had anticipated this looking like and i it definitely uh, structure aside i think that the tone was definitely always going to be minimal just partly for necessity because it was just me or even if it's just us three there's only so much we're not a we're not a movie production team that has infinite resources so limitations always tell uh, a good story of of how you can create good art you know like program and limitation are very important mm-hmm. it's you know when you have too much freedom it's, al- it's almost like you don't really create anything good um so this so I, I always played with, and I think an instrumental part of this would be to proceed saying what what's the what's the smallest amount you can generate in order to tell a great story. Like five minute videos always fascinate me. Short stories have been my thing. Like I've never really, you know, compared to novels, short stories are especially how I learned um, like my my. My writing teacher that I mentioned, Raymond Kennedy, um, he was a master of short story. His he he learned from Raymond Carver. Um, there's people like Hemingway that just are masters at telling so much detail with one line, with mm-hmm. one little thing you can tell like a whole character, just by the way they, just something happened. So that's that's important. To me and i think the the glut that that could happen with like a big production and that we've seen that i think i think we've seen that with game of thrones as much as that's a great story i think there was so much money thrown at it that it was just a glut gluttonous storytelling and it didn't really um but you look at some things like tales from the loop which is one of my presently i'd say it's one of my top five favorite sci-fi shows that i've ever seen as far as a series of tv series and so little goes on the screen that but it's so powerful to transport you it's basically you're looking at an open field somewhere in the midwest or with the guy's artwork and somewhere in europe and all you need is one little change to really make you feel like oh this is not normal it this like this it looks like a smoke smokestack but it has neon lights and it's a weird shape and that instantly changes your your feeling and your imagination that's that that's a big part of like how i always worked and everything so having you kind of say that stuff um it's making me think you know of my role a little bit deeper even just now just like in this conversation you know you've you've said a few things that are really kind of not changing but just like honing the way that i'm thinking about working on this project um and those things that you said were like you know telling or saying as much as you can with as little as possible and uh you know it makes me think of not only like how I want to be writing music for this, but like some of the stuff that I've come up with already. And, uh, 
Like, I don't know if you guys have listened to Philip Glass um, before. So, uh, Mr. Ha l laughs because that means that you have. <laughs> I've, I've met him three times. I've been to his house. I've, I've attended his birthday concert. I'm like a, a Philip Glass. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. So, um, uh, that's pretty awesome. I didn't know that. Um, now I like want to come to your house and just be like, you've met Philip Glass. Can I hug you? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, so Philip Glass, yeah, like for those who don't know, is a modern composer and um, he has a very, 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 very unique style. Um, he's composed film scores. He's composed operas. Um, but like his style is very unique and it's 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 of the school of minimalism and thinking about this project and one of the key you know one of the tracks that i've already started writing which you guys have heard it's the one that's based on those stringed instruments um to me like part of what drove that uh track is you know whether and it was kind of unconscious but it, it makes more sense now thinking about it but it's very it's a very Philip Glass track, um, at least from my perspective in stuff that I've written because it's it's hyper repetitive, um, but it develops over time. And you know, right now the track is pretty short and it goes really fast through the progression, um, but that was just to kind of lay out um, a, a skeletal structure to show you guys kind of what that is. But I think, you know, combining that sort of style, a min minimalistic style with a, um, with a, like a Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross um, soundscape, definitely feels to me like Ramel. Like that's kind of, I think that, that for me is like going to be my North Star for how I'm writing music for this or thinking about it. Um, and then the other side, like, and this is kind of tangential, but you know, you talk about short stories and, and Hemingway and like, I think, you know, I, I've always loved the epic, like reading, like if there's not a book two or 14 books, like I have a harder time getting into something because I, when I love something, I don't want it to end. I want it to go on forever, even if it gets kind of into the mundane. <laughs> and so like, I've never been a big reader of short stories but I think the most impactful story, and it's because of my personal experience, but one of the most impactful stories I've ever read was six words and it's for sale baby shoes never worn. And like, you know, thinking about that and how that applies to this project, it's it's like, you know, if, if I wasn't fully bought in before, like my heart is totally into this project now. Um, so thanks for the conversation, guys. <laughs> Amazing. That's insane. You know, I'll tell you, I, I think, you know, your being inspired by Philip Glass is probably one of the reasons I'm loving your music. Uh, I'll tell you a quick anecdote of, of just myself. Philip Glass is like oxygen to me. Like, you know, I I'm always have him on. I, I need to hear him all the time. I have him on the background of my house whenever I'm working. So one time I was playing Philip Glass and, and, and working and um, I went to uh, to turn on some music. <laughs> I'm so used to Philip Glass already being part of me. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. It's just like, yeah. 
it's, it's weird. It's hard to wrap your head around, right? Wow. Yeah. Well, wait a minute. Bill Platts is music. I already have it on. Like I'd read it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's just part of the fabric of, of your existence now. And, and I yeah. totally get that. You know, that's yeah. Well put. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, this is, not to do with Ramel, but like the short story format too is is something that, you know, although I don't consume a lot of it, it's it's becoming more and more prevalent to me on a creator's side. Um, and yeah, like to get something across quick, not not quickly, but just trying to create something that is meaningful and isn't an epic like in its own right is is kind of an, an a very interesting challenge and it's like i'm i'm really looking forward to seeing how we're going to you know just do it for ourselves you know because at the end of the day we hope that people find this and it helps them in some way but you know if if it doesn't if it if it doesn't happen in our lifetime you know being proud of it is also like the, the I guess the primary objective yeah yeah I like the idea of what you were saying about because I definitely get into um, you're talking about getting into something that's long that has multiple parts to it it's you know it's how I feel about Tales from the Loop like I could I could watch that could go on forever with a thousand episodes but each standalone is not a, a part of a a direct larger arc i mean it is in terms of characters and place but which is a direct in inspiration for for me or or maybe a realization that that's kind of like what i had always envisioned for this it was pieces of story that tell part of this large world but mm -hmm. every sing every each particular story is not like a like a soap opera format it's more like a, 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 a fragment or a peek into this world yeah cool <laughs> heavy <laughs> i think the next episode should just be us meditating us <laughs> <laughs> let's see if we can get philip glass on maybe he wants to contribute i'll i'll like gladly bow out if philip wants to uh... i already i already <laughs> i already asked him that's why we got together because i asked him first that not to make you feel but i did reach out to him he said no so then i said well the second best <laughs> <laughs> no i'm just kidding uh, um but i mean i although i don't think that um <laughs> me saying that you're second only to philip glass is a is a insulted by any means so. oh, I, I i would never take that as an insult nor would i like ever believe that so <laughs> top five at least <laughs> oh man i mean you know I, if, yeah I, it, creating music is something like honestly it, it's it's one of those things i i do it for me and i'm grateful that other people dig it um and I, I, you know, too often I see people trying to create for others and, you know, half of what I do is for others because, you know, some of it's for like work, um, you know, like I'm hired to do something. Um, but like, 
like no matter what I do, it's it's still me and I don't ever want to put out something that is like, I don't like that, but here it is. Thank you for the paycheck. Um, like that's kind of antithesis to how I do it. Um, so to be a part of a project like this where I get to create something special for you, but still is me is pretty, pretty gratifying. Um, I'm pretty lucky. I'm a pretty lucky guy. <laughs> so let's talk about Mr. Haunt too. now. I am lucky too. Yes. Don't tell who do you use. But yeah, I don't know what else to say about that. I don't either. Hmm. Let's meditate. Okay. Uh... Well, do we have any? Do you have any um, <laughs> other thoughts on any any kind of? Are you drawn to elaborate on uh, this minimalism concept? Well, we just so I just got the ten minute warning for our for our recording session on Zoom, so that kind of uh, helps not uh, not put the yeah. pressure on. Um, but yeah, so like you know when like just yeah like going back to the minimalistic thing it's like i'm glad that we've i I really am thankful for this conversation because it kind of helped articulate what what it is at least from my perspective you know because when i think about nine inch nails there's definitely a philip glass or at least a minimalism in that music you know i know it gets hyper and they build on it and you know it 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 has, I, I don't even want to say it's more pop oriented because Philip Glass can definitely be pop depending on what you're listening to from his stuff. But, um, but you know, generally it's not pop. It's, it's different. And, you know, um, yeah, it really feels like it encapsulates the, the, the kind of sound world that we're going to go for um, with this thing. And, and, yeah, I, I like. I feel like I'm rambling now, but it's like it, it is almost like um, a moment of clarity that we that I got from this conversation that those two things, <laughs> Philip Glass and Nine Inch Nails, are like peanut butter and chocolate. Like that's gonna be a really good like guide for me on my creative map in the world of Ramel <laughs> to to tie it back into maps. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but we've got a few minutes left. You know, I think I've said kind of everything I, I can think of or, you know, off the top of my head in regards to, to where we're at right now, musically, minimally, but going back to the podcast thumbnail, and I know like it's a representation of Vermel, and there's five major points on the, on the map that you drew. What, what are those? They're the four cities and the central hub, which it's not, yeah, there's, there's four major cities. Well, there's one large city and a second larger city. And then they sort of were established in sequence. So they go in descending order from large to small and less populated. And then there's a hub that connects them all which is uh, kind of like a mainframe or a terminal. It's more of a t- 
technology station. Okay. Not a real city. Uh, did we ever talk about the population of Ramel? Not in terms of number. I don't think we did. Not in terms of numbers. Um, let me see if I have in my notes. Um, yeah, we didn't talk about we didn't talk about population. Is it a lot, <laughs> or is it a little? Like the four cities, are they equally sized? And is the hub just is it is it like is it like how I think of New York? And it's it's like a major population center, and like it just continues, like the sprawl goes outward for however far it goes. Like is that like this, or are these like city centers contained? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I think that. I think that there's some sprawl between there's there's sprawl between one and two and they they kind of blur together uh, and then three is um, gosh could I tell you what um, so the first city is the primary city it was made first it's uh, most of the population is there and second city is kind of like a duplicate city um, um, kind of a well. I won't get into that now. We don't have time. Um, we can talk about cities next episode. I'll write that down. Okay. Um, the third city is kind of like a port city or a transport city, um, and it's a little bit. It there's not there's not quite sprawl there. It's kind of separated, more like a island, but not literally. Uh, okay. And then the fourth city is an outpost city, so it's like a little bit further out. Cool. Um, and it's hardly populated, but it overall it's a large city. I would say, yeah, definitely New York or Tokyo are kind of good role models for population and sprawl and and all that. It's it's definitely not a, um, yeah, it's definitely dense in areas. Okay. Well, I'm excited to get into that the next time we. Well, I'll give me a note to um, <laughs> maybe I'll work on actually work on that and on some notes. So we're not just uh, <laughs> so making it up on the fly. We, we've got we've got a few minutes left, um, Mr. Hunt. You said you had dinner at Philip Glass's house. Can you? Is there a story you can share? Well, dinner at his house. This What's that? I went. I went to, I never had dinner at his house. Oh, oh, I he missed. He lives in an apartment on Twenty Third Street. <clears throat> so I shouldn't say house either, but I did say house. It's more <laughs> of an apartment. Okay. Home. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> um, no, I, I um, I've never really spent any quality time with him. I've met him three times, but you know, it's just like hi. Uh, oh, so yeah. I don't have any um, great stories. Okay. Or anything like that. So, um, but yeah, coincidentally, I had to uh, go up into his apartment, unrelated to anything else, uh, related to my day job, and oh. I had to get to the roof of his building. <laughs> Did you put some cameras in there? You can be honest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so did you meet him at like post concerts or how did you how did that happen actually uh you know uh, before uh, andy knows what i'm talking about before the knitting factory moved to brooklyn it was on uh leonard street in manhattan and uh there's only one way in and one way out so there was no backstage entrance for artists so uh no so i i've gone to see um diamanda glass who i'm also a big fan of I don't know if you're, I know you're into vocals, but I don't know if you, yeah. 
study the extended vocal technique. But yeah, I've, also, I've, I've actually did have dinner with Diamante Glass, but the Diamante Glass, I've, I've met her, uh, Meredith Monk, a lot of people, uh, you know, because I've, I've studied voice a lot in the past, not for myself, but for others. But, um, <laughs> sure. Uh, I, um, and the, the, the person that was supposed to perform after Diamante Glass canceled, and the last minute I had to scramble to get some random guy. Uh, the knitting factory is like an avant garde music place. Uh, normally jazz but uh they they you know have all kinds of weird stuff and they uh the person they found last second to just come down there and perform was still class unannounced last minute and i'm walking out and he's walking in i'm like oh my god you're yeah. he's like yeah i'm coming to perform last minute unannounced i'm like okay i turn around I'm like take my money <laughs> I, I was just dating my my wife at the time i was yeah. like honey um <laughs> I explained to her she had just sat through the amount of glass which was not her cup of tea and now I was about to force her to sit through uh, another unannounced concert which is yeah. much, uh, much more palatable to her but anyway <laughs> was it just a piano concert that night? no he actually got uh, that that guy uh, Uday and he played that uh, like uh, the Middle Eastern flavored uh, soundtrack oh, wow Whole Uday ensemble. It was, it was mind blowing. Holy, that's pretty cool. From the audience. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember? Do you remember what year that was? Um, I'd say around ninety-eight-ish. Okay. Approximately. I, I mean, I looked it up, and then another time I saw him speak officially. Uh, you know, and uh, you know, um, he was speaking on his music, and you know, I bought tickets for it, and then, you know, I mean, I've seen him live a few times, but yeah, um, and then yeah, but the other time I, I met him briefly was at his apartment on Twenty Third Street, Manhattan. Man, that's cool. Yeah, so all three times, not, you know, you know, no real stories. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, gentlemen, I appreciate your time today. This has been fun, and uh, yeah, tune in next uh, next week. Hopefully, we'll have another podcast for you and. And gents, I'll uh, chat with you on the Discord. Yes, see you later. Thank <laughs> All right. you. Bye. Later, guys. Woo. <laughs> Mr. Han. <Hans. laughs>